Good evening. Welcome to my view from the rim. It's been a long time, and for that, I sincerely apologize. This was meant to be, at a minimum, a weekly event, and we are going to try to do that um, henceforth. Thank you so much for listening. It's the 11th of March, um, spring break here in Paola and elsewhere, and soon... I will be starting to get around for camp. In fact, things are already in the motion for scout camp as we speak. Um, I've been talking through some things uh, in regards to where we are in Come Follow Me, where this week we're discussing Joseph and the visions that he had. Um, which ultimately led to jealousy and anger amongst his brothers, as well as even from his father, Jacob, or Israel. How things rolled about, and we'll perhaps talk about that another time. But I wanted to talk about tonight is conversion. And conversion specifically to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to the various doctrines therein. The most basic doctrine being believing that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Having faith in him that through him we can be forgiven of our sins and return to live with our Heavenly Father someday. That belief that develops into faith is prompts action. Action in the form of repentance. To demonstrate your belief that you can be forgiven of your sins. Repentance is followed by baptism. Now, under most circumstances, we're only baptized one time by authority. However, the baptismal covenant is something that, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we renew every week with the sacrament. Um, other faiths may call it communion, etc. This is an opportunity for us to pledge to do our best, not like the Boy Scouts, of course. Although, really, it's ultimately it's the same, but we recognize that we want to take upon ourselves the name of Christ and to remember him and strive to keep his commandments. As a result of doing those things, as we live worthily, we can receive, or rather better said, to have the companionship of the Holy Ghost with us. That's the covenant. There are other covenants that are made in life. But that's the basics. 
Now, in regards to conversion, conversion, um, contrary to what many people may think, is not a one-time event. In fact, you can be converted and then essentially become unconverted. Although I would, I would say that you would probably struggle with uh, comfort in another faith once you've, once you have been converted to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, I wanted to talk a little bit about tonight is really some of my earliest memories, not as a small, small child, but as, as a young adult and beyond of various processes of conversion that have gone through my life. I really can't even begin without discussing the impact that my seminary teacher had on me. Um, I still see her occasionally uh, at the temple. The testimony building process that Kathy Runyon taught us was not your traditional pathway. But it was doctrinally correct. And ultimately, we have to find our own way. But it was Kathy that helped lay the foundations for my conversion. And for those who have become members of the church or accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ as an adult, this is going to be no surprise. One of the big factors in my conversion was through a missionary. I know, I grew up in the church. So let me take you back to when I was 19. For those that don't know, in those days, it was the expectation of every young man in the church to serve a mission. Now, we're going to be honest and tell you that the percentages were not that great, uh, in spite of this being essentially a commandment, and we're going to get to that in a minute. And I will admit that I was on the fence. Now, I was somebody who who served as his, his quorum presidents as a deacon and as a teacher, which are offices in the Iranic priesthood. And then I was the first assistant to a wonderful, wonderful bishop, Bishop Olson, as a priest. In fact, there were times when he and I, or where I was the only priest that was active in the ward. I learned a lot from Bishop Olson. So the expectation, of course, was, Phil, when are you going to put in your papers? 
have you put in your papers? Why haven't you put in your papers? And to be honest, I never really thought about one way or the other serving a mission. And then I met with the sister missionaries one time. Actually, we were driving by their house and we stopped because we saw them outside. Their apartment, rather. And so she asked me, it was Sister Brown. Um, a wonderful, wonderful sister missionary. I don't even remember her companion's name because it was Sister Brown that really caused the spirit to move within me. She asked me about putting papers in for mission. And I said, you know, I don't know. You know, a year and a half. That's what they were in those days. And she said, in all seriousness, she said, do you believe that Joseph Smith saw God the Father in Jesus Christ. And I said, yeah, I do. She then asked, do you believe that God has a prophet on the earth today, President Spencer W. Kimball? And I said, yeah. But I started to get a little bit of a queasy feeling because I knew where that was going. And so she then asked me, not a closed-ended yes or no question, but an open-ended question. And what has the prophet of God that you just said is a prophet of God? President Kimball, what has he said regarding young men serving missions? I was right. That's where she was going. Because she had me in a corner. And I said, he said that all young men should serve. She then asked again, and you believe he's a prophet of God? I said, yes. And then she said, well, and that was it. I think Mike Holiday was with me during, during that time. It was Mike Holiday, maybe it was Mark Olson, I don't remember which. But this I do remember. She did nothing to convert me. She just made me see things with clarity, things that I already knew. And it's because of Sister Brown, ultimately, that 
I followed through and served a mission in Spain. A year and a half that I would not give up for anything. I'm not sure I felt like I was a super strong voice for the Lord in Spain, but did have some companions that, that suggested that I may see things differently than how other people saw them. But you can't go riding around on a... Uh, trying to add up the years... 39-year-old story, 38-year-old story. We just can't. Um, and that's the, that's the issue with conversion. Conversion is not a one-time event. It's a daily event. You're either more converted or less converted than you were the day before. I've seen it in my own life where circumstances... Um, and choices seem to put yourself in such a position where you are less connected to the Lord and less converted. Those circumstances don't really matter all that much. I've seen many people people whom I felt were very strong in their conversion turn away from the light sometimes it's really hard for them to explain that and I can get completely get that For years, I lived as somebody who was all who never questioned the basic facts regarding modern day revelation, modern day priesthood authority, or rather, priesthood authority that was restored to this earth. But I was not actively engaged in the work either. And so 2002, found myself in Oklahoma City attending a class for my job. Wanting to go and visit the Oklahoma City Temple. Now, mind you, at the time, I did not hold a temple recommend to be able to enter the temple. But I still wanted to see it. I was drawn to it, even though this is pre-GPS, at least for me. 
looking at the city map, trying to figure out where to go. I found it, finally, but it was a rainy night. The temple had already closed for the evening. And I've given this story before. I'm not going to go deep into it. But it was that night that I realized. Or rather that trip that I realized. That I had to get back into the house of the Lord. That I had to make myself worthy to enter his house. And to participate in sacred ordinances. And then the house collapsed. Not literally. Well, not physically. Come back from the trip. Wanting to do these things. Having arranged my schedule through an opportun opportunity that just for some reason popped up. That I would have Sundays off. By the way, there are no coincidences with the Lord. He provides a way. However, I was no longer yoked to, I was no longer, that's a bad word, I, I was no, my wife and I at the time had two different directions to go because she did not want to go down that road at that point. And of course, to me, the worst thing that could happen in my mind at the time was what ultimately happened, which was a divorce. It would have been easy to say, Lord... I'm trying so hard to make this work. And this is, and this happens. But I did not do that. I stayed as true as I could worked with my bishop to get where I needed to be so that I could once again enter the house of the Lord. Now, a conversion cannot be maintained on a 20-year-old story either, any more than a nearly 40-year-old one. So mind you, if you're looking for some great event... 
show me a sign or something like that. My guess is that uh, except for a few circumstances, you're going to be waiting for a very long time. Traditionally, that's not how the Lord works, but when we open our eyes and we look around with an eye of faith, not only will we see the miracles and the hand of the Lord in our lives, but that we will know the truth within our hearts, that the Holy Ghost will witness to us that truth. Many events have happened over the last several years, a couple of which that I are pivotal, but I really cannot share them. They're too personal. Suffice to say that my conversion is still strong. For those who may listen, that may have lost their way, or perhaps even intentionally chosen a path away from God, Let me just offer this in closing. If that's you, and you have at one time or another in your life felt the witness of the Holy Ghost testify of a true item of doctrine, and it doesn't even matter what it is, I'd like for you to stop. Think about that moment. Ponder that moment or moments. To remember what it felt like to have the Spirit testify. I promise you that if you do that, that in spite of your best efforts, you're probably going to get a little something out of it. The Lord leads us one step at a time. Sometimes he just gives us enough light to see the next step. I testify to you with all my heart that I know that God lives, that he sent his son to this earth 
to pay the sacrifice for our sins. And all he asks is that we repent and follow him. This is my view from the room. Good night.